Amen. Praise the Lord. It's a joy to be in the house of the Lord tonight. We have the title on the screen, Sanctify Yourselves. Sanctify Yourselves, the title of the message tonight. I was hoping for a more flashy title, but I couldn't find one, so I came up with a Bible term, Sanctify Yourselves. And I believe that the Lord is speaking to this house of God today, this morning and tonight, and speaking something deep into our spirit, and we need to heed the word of the Lord. And as the Bible says, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. I trust this message will grow on you tonight, and that will impact your life beyond the hearing of the word, even at this present time. Sanctify yourselves. The word sanctify simply means to make holy. Sanctify, to make holy, or to set apart for holy use separation from the world unto God. And so we have this word in many places in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, the people that were separated, that set their lives apart to the Lord. And the root word, the base root word is hagios in the New Testament, and it's translated in a number of ways. It, it's translated to sanctify. It's there in the word sanctification. It is in the word sanctuary. A sanctuary is a place set apart. There are many sanctuaries. The world uses the term. But when we speak of this property, Christ City property, and this building, this is a sanctuary for the Lord. This is a place and a property set apart for the Lord. The word hagios or holy or sanctify is in the word saint. We are saints. We are holy ones, sanctified ones, set apart ones. For the Lord. And so we have this word as well in, in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed, holy, sanctified, set apart from all other names. His name is higher than every other name. His name is set apart. It's distinct. It's different. When it comes to sanctification, there are two sides to it. There is instantaneous sanctification and progressive or we say crisis when you become a Christian, and continual, instantaneous and progressive. So instantaneously when we accept Christ, the righteousness of Jesus Christ is imputed to us. We are made holy in the Son of God. And the Bible has ample verses on that, that we are the sanctified in Christ Jesus. But on the other side, the Bible says that we are to sanctify ourselves. This is the will of God, Paul said, even your sanctification, your sanctification. You're setting yourself apart more and more for the presence of the Lord, his will and his purpose in your life. I want to begin with a few scriptures. These form the uh, basis of this message tonight. 2 Chronicles chapter 30 and verse 3. For they could not keep it at that time, that is the Passover. The people could not keep the Passover at that time because the priests had not sanctified themselves sufficiently. They didn't qualify to minister in the presence of the Lord. The Lord said they're not sanctified properly. And so we understand how important this becomes to the Lord. The priests had not sanctified themselves sufficiently. Neither had the people gathered themselves together to Jerusalem. So that phrase really spoke to my heart. The priests had not sanctified themselves sufficiently. 
Verse 17, for there were many in the congregation that were not sanctified. They were in the congregation. They were part of the church, but they were not sanctified. They had not set their lives apart for the Lord in a proper and full manner. Therefore, the Levites had the charge of the killing of the Passovers for everyone that was not clean to sanctify them. The Levites helped purify the people through the offerings, through the shedding of blood, through the forgiveness of sins. As the people repented and returned unto the Lord, the Bible says they were sanctified. Second Chronicles 5.11, it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified. All the priests that were present were sanctified. And that's the will of God for his church, that every one of us be set apart unto the Lord fully and properly. One other scripture at the foundation, John 17, 19. This is an astounding verse. Jesus said, and for their sakes, I sanctify myself. For their sakes, I set myself apart unto God and a spiritual purpose and to ministry for their sakes, for the disciples, for the family. How about setting ourselves apart for the church so the church can grow holy in the Lord? Set ourselves apart for others. Set ourselves apart so an unbelieving world has a witness and demonstration of the power and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, for their sakes, before these disciples and all who will believe on me, for their sakes I set myself apart unto the will of my Father. Not my will, but his be done. Say, well, Jesus was the sinless, spotless Son of God. Why did he need to sanctify himself? What does it mean that Jesus sanctified himself? And if Jesus needed to sanctify himself, set himself apart under the will of God, tempted in all points like we are, yet without sin, how much more or what necessity is there upon our lives as well that we separate ourselves unto the Lord? and purify our lives, and walk in holiness before the Lord. I have three questions tonight and three answers. In what ways are we to sanctify ourselves? Answer, in all ways. (laughs) In all ways. 1 Timothy 4.12, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit your zeal for the Lord, your worship, your prayer life, in faith, in purity. There is no aspect of our life that doesn't come under the scrutiny of the Lord for sanctification. The words of our mouth, our relationships, how we conduct ourselves in our homes, in the world, our work ethic, how we respond to authority, our entertainments. There is nothing that doesn't come under this word. And the Lord wants us sanctified in all ways. And so we are those that are precise in our Christian life. We want to look at every area, like the Bible says, our morals, our speech, our doctrines, our behaviors, our entertainments, what we listen to, what we say, because we want to be fully sanctified unto the Lord. In what ways are we to sanctify ourselves? In all ways. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 to 4, says, Finally then, brethren, We urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more 
just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. Paul said that we might walk unto the Lord fully, fully pleasing him. Now this is not our salvation, our born-again experience. We're accepted in the beloved. This is the working out of our life. This is our separation unto God, that we would walk worthy of the Lord, pleasing him fully in all things. Just as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. The setting apart of your life in every area. And then he mentions one. He says that you should abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Every one of us know how to possess our own life, our own body, our own being in sanctification, full separation and honor to the Lord. Question number two, how do we sanctify ourselves? The answer, through spiritual processes. Through spiritual processes. Pastor Jen brought a word a year or so ago out of Joshua 3, 5 and it so impacted my heart. Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify yourselves. Separate yourselves to the Lord, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders. He needs a sanctified people. And when we're not sanctified sufficiently, the Lord cannot move upon our lives and our families and our ministries and our destiny as he would. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Spiritual processes by blood and water. We sanctify ourselves by the Word of God, by reading the Word of God, by meditating in the Word. We sanctify ourselves by bringing the offerings of the Lord, sacrifices of worship and praise and service to the Lord. We honor the Lord in these matters and in these ways. We sanctify the, our lives through fasting prayers as we humble ourselves and seek the Lord. That is a way of sanctifying, separating ourselves unto the Lord. These are the practical ways of sanctifying our lives. Now I have a few scriptures under point number two. Numbers chapter eight and verse 21. And the Levites were purified and they washed their clothes. And Aaron offered them as an offering before the Lord, and Aaron made an atonement for them to cleanse them. The Levites were purified, and they washed their clothes. God says, I want them to wash their clothes. I want them to have fresh garments when they come before my presence. Job 1.5, and it was so in the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified his sons and daughters and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually or regularly. It seems the feasting days were related to the birthdays of his 10 sons and daughters. And whenever the feasting was over, Job would pull them aside and acting as the, high, as the priest of the family in the patriarchal times before there was the priesthood as such. He would take his sons and his daughters and he would call them to a sacrifice and he would 
slay an animal and he would put blood on the altar and those sons and daughters would have to put their hands on the head of that animal and confess their their sin and confess their surrender to the Lord and he would make this offering for each one of them every time they had a feasting day because he said I don't want any spiritual drift in their lives and how they surrendered Job sanctified his family he sanctified his family through the offerings of the Lord through prayer, through worship, through dedication. Exodus 19 and verse 14. And Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. God said, I, I want you to bring these people, this congregation near me at the foot of the mountain. And a few verses later, the Bible says God or Moses brought the people near to the Lord at the foot of the mountain. But God said, I want you to go down and sanctify the people. Before they appear before me, I want them sanctified. I want them cleansed. I want them purified. And he says, I want them to wash their clothes. I want them to wash their garments, that they come with fresh appearance before me. 1 Samuel 16, 5. He said, peaceably, this is Samuel. He said, I've come peaceably. I've come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And Samuel sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. He sanctified Jesse and his sons. He purified that family through the shedding of blood, through the offerings of the Lord, through fresh surrender and dedication on that family. How do we sanctify ourselves? Through spiritual processes. Now in the Old Testament, and it's a visual aid for us so we can understand, the people brought a lamb or a bullock, a bleeding sacrifice, and the blood of that animal was to cleanse them from any defilement and from the sin of their soul. In the New Testament, the Bible says, if we are faithful to confess our sins, or if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to sanctify ourselves when there's error, when there's fault, when there's deviation in our hearts. And we know in our hearts if we have violated the ways of the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit is very sensitive inside of us. And we can tell when we're not living the way we should, when we're not living up to the standard that God has called for our life, for our spirit to live at with him. And so we sanctify ourselves, and there's times we sanctify ourselves by the blood of Christ. Lord, forgive me. There's this error in my life. I spoke where I, what I shouldn't have. I did what I shouldn't have. Lord, cleanse me. We're sanctifying ourselves. We sanctify ourselves by the washing of the water, by the word of God. The word of the Lord cleanses us, the Bible says, even as we read it. Even as we read it, read chapter after chapter, there's something taking place in our spirit. We're being washed, we're being cleansed, and we're being sanctified, separated unto the Lord. It's amazing. Sometimes when you read the word of God, you read some chapters and all of a sudden you feel the life of God and you feel a, a fresh separation unto the Lord. Now the Bible says we are to wash our clothes in spiritual terms. In Old Testament days, the Lord said, I want you to wash your clothes. And you know how it is in the natural. If you get a spot on your clothes, either at the table, the restaurant, or 
you brush up against something and there's a spot on your clothes, what do you do? Immediately you're self-conscious of it. And you excuse yourself from the table and you go to the restroom and you dab cold water on it or find a Tide pen. <laughs> because you want to get rid of that spot. Do the best you can, but as soon as you get home, you launder that item of clothing or you send it out to the dry cleaners and you would not think of wearing that item again until that spot or that stain was removed. How much more in spiritual realms if there's a spot in our garments? How we need to wash before the Lord. The Bible says in Revelation 22, 14, and you text, and some translations have it. Blessed are those who wash their robes. Blessed are those that wash their robes. Because sometimes our robes get a stain on them. Sometimes they get a spot or a blot of reluctance, unwillingness, offense. Blessed are those who wash their robes. This morning we heard Revelation 16 and verse 15. Blessed are those that watch and keep their garments. Keep their garments. Maintain their garments. We have many garments that we wear. We wear the garment of praise. God forbid that there should be a reluctance to come with thanksgiving and joy into the presence of the Lord. That's a blot and stain and we need to wash that out. There's the towel of service. The servant spirit that we need to have. Sometimes we don't want to give, perhaps say, Lord, I remove that stain. I'm going to wash that out of my life. The robe of righteousness. What about the mantle of ministry? Serving God in our ministry with all excellence and all the glory that the Lord deserves. Sometimes these spots get into our garments and we need to deal with them and wash ourselves properly. How do we sanctify ourselves? Through spiritual processes. We wash our robes. We wash our lives. We keep ourselves pure from sin and from stain. Question number three. Why do we sanctify ourselves? Why? So we can be used of God. Because when we aren't sanctified sufficiently, we can't be used of God. He won't use us. He won't use us properly. He won't use us fully. And sometimes he won't use us at all. We sanctify ourselves so we can be used of God. Now some, it seems, don't really care whether they're used of God. But I'm not talking about Christians of that matter. I'm talking about people like us tonight who want to be used of God, who cried out when we were young, Lord, use me for your glory. Don't refuse me. Use me for your purpose. Give me a ministry. Give me a place in the earth. Give me fruit in the earth. We're talking about people who want to be used of God and want to move on with spiritual goals and want to move on with heavenly reward. So there's an abundant interest into the everlasting kingdom for we will be rewarded for the efforts of this life and for the labors of this life. Some, it seems, aren't that interested. So why don't you prepare your life for ministry and get involved with the people of God and shoulder burden? Life's good. See you later, brother. See you the odd Sunday. 
Oh, brother, why don't, you, why don't you sanctify yourself and come to the prayer rooms and begin to intercede for broken people and for unbelieving people in the darkness of this nation? And why don't you give your life to some call of God so we can advance the kingdom of God so Jesus Christ can be glorified? Life's good, brother. I'll see you the odd Sunday morning. Why do we sanctify ourselves so we can be used of God? And I pray that every person here wants to be used of God. You long to be used of God. You want his presence. You want his ministry. You want to make a difference in the earth. You want to bring forth benefit to other people in the gospel message and in the beauty of Jesus Christ. We sanctify ourselves so we can be used of God. 2 Timothy 2.21, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, speaking of defilements and impurities, if you cleanse yourself, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Don't say it doesn't matter what my prayer life's like, what my church attendance is like, what my behavior's like, what the words of my mouth are like, how my conduct is day to day. It doesn't matter. God's got me covered. You might be saved, but you won't be used of God because he uses holy vessels, those that are sanctified and useful, prepared, prepared for useful works, prepared for every good work. The Apostle Paul said, 1 Corinthians 9, 27, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. I mean, Paul, you've walked with God many years. You mean God could set you aside? He said he sure could. He said, I've got to discipline my body. I've got to keep my physical man. I've got to keep the members of my physical life, my body. It's the man's. Everything that's the natural part of me, I have to keep that under subjection. I have to discipline it lest I become unusable to the Lord. And I just walk away in my Christian life and I wander around in Christian life, saved, loving the Lord, but no longer useful to the Lord. The word, I, I discipline my body. The marginal of my old Bible says I bruise my body. Now he's speaking of a very specific thing. The word in the Greek means to strike under the eye, to give a black eye. That's the word that's used here. Paul says I... I strike my body. I will give myself a black eye. I will bruise this body and knock it down if it tries to interfere, if it tries to creep up on me and overtake my spiritual man and interfere with my godly lifestyle and my ministry before the Lord. He said, I will bruise my body. I'll knock it down and I'll knock it out. This body, Paul said, is to be a servant, not a master of my being. My spirit guides my life. My spirit runs my life, not my body. So when my body wants to stay in bed instead of going to church, I'm going to deal with my body. When my body gets sluggish and doesn't want to pray, I'm going to deal with my body. 
I'm going to discipline that body. I'm going to put that servant in the place that he should be so that I am useful for the Lord. So I am useful for the Lord because we want to be used of God. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 to 10. This verse really struck me a few weeks ago. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to the Lord. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to that which he has done, whether good or bad. Now Paul said we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to the Lord. And I'd never really considered that aspect while we are present because it goes on to talk about our eternal reward and standing before the judgment seat of Christ. One day we'll be absent and we'll appear before the Lord and we will receive reward according to our ministry and our fruitfulness before the Lord. But Paul didn't say, I, I, I seek to please the Lord. I make it my aim to be well-pleasing to the Lord in light of eternity. He said, I also make it my aim to be well-pleasing to the Lord in terms of the present. That whether present or absent, we may be acceptable to him. That we may be well-pleasing to him. How important this is. Right now, if we want to be used of the Lord in the present, we have to separate our lives. We have to walk well-pleasing to the Lord. And the Bible says we make it our aim, or the King James says we labor. We labor to be acceptable to him. If we don't labor... If we don't strive for diligence, if we don't exert effort and zeal to become excellent men and women of God and excellent in our ministries, we will not be skillful. And because of it, the Lord will not be able to use us fully or properly or maybe not able to use us at all. We labor. We labor so that present we may be acceptable of him, so that we can work alongside of him and he can work alongside of us. If God needs a carpenter and that carpenter hasn't become skillful and trained himself and purchased the best tools so he can do an excellent job, God can't use that carpenter because that car carpenter can't work alongside the Lord at the level and the standard that the Lord works at. Now that's what the Lord spoke to my heart. If the Lord needs a preacher and that preacher hasn't anointed himself with fasting prayers and hours in the presence of God and learned the word of God and studied and prepared his heart, God can't use that preacher because that preacher can't stand alongside the Lord at the level that the Lord requires. The Lord needs a musician, and that musician hasn't practiced, and that musician hasn't anointed himself or herself in the presence of God by yearning and longing for the anointing. God can't use that musician because they can't function at the level that the Lord requires. If the Lord needs a chef, and that chef hasn't prepared himself, the Lord can't use that person like he'd want to. And many times people are set aside and not used of the Lord because they have not separated and sanctified themselves properly. 
Lest I become unusable, Paul said. Lest I become an unusable vessel. Listen, I know full well in my heart how little it would take for me to disqualify myself. I know how little it takes of spiritual drift in my own heart, some ease and some convenience, how little it would take that I would not be usable for the Lord and he would set me aside because I can't function at the level that he wants me to function alongside of him. Now, there's a difference between an apprentice and a journeyman. While we're in the learning stage, the Lord is very willing to work with us, train us, train us. But there's a difference between an apprentice and a journeyman. And the question is, how long have you been on the job? There's a wonder. There is an absolute wonder to this life we live with the Lord. I marvel at it. The union of God and of man. The outworking of spiritual life between God and a person, God and a minister, God and every Christian. It's a marvel because it is fully God and it is fully man. It's 100% God and it's 100% man. It's all God and it's all you. All of you in surrender to the Lord if you want to be fully used of the Lord. My, what a, what a wonder. Some people say it's all God. Yeah, nothing really happens. But when it's all God and it's all you, things begin to break open. Things begin to take place. Things begin to form. Ministry begins to flow because that's the way of the Lord. The Bible says we are laborers together with God. We're laborers together with God. And if we put too much onus over on God all by himself, there will not be much that will be accomplished. But when it's fully God and fully you, life begins to break and ministry begins to spill over and begins to form and fashion. Sanctify yourselves. Sanctify yourselves so you can be useful to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves for the Lord will do, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And I wonder as we close out tonight that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to your heart about an area in your life where you are not separated properly before the Lord. I don't want to take a long time in closing tonight, but let's deal with our hearts before the Lord for a moment. We purify ourselves through spiritual processes, through repentance, through dedication, through offerings. And tonight that we want to be used of God, that should be the cry of every one of our hearts. I want to be used of the Lord. And that we would recognize afresh tonight that it's fully God and fully man. It's all of God and all of you. And in that way, we become usable for the Lord. And he's able to feed us out as he will in ministry and life and dedication unto the glory of his name. Let's stand together tonight. Stand together tonight. This is a word for the church tonight. But so often as the 
word of the Lord comes, it's specific to a few people at least. Maybe there's some tonight as you bow your heads in the presence of the Lord. You say, I need, I need to sanctify myself more to the Lord. I'm not sanctified sufficiently. If that's you, would you lift your hand to the Lord tonight? It's a sign of dedication. Say, Lord, I, I'm not sanctified sufficiently. And I want to be sanctified more. And this word tonight, the foundation of the word of God, I receive the word to put it into practice and to understand how we sanctify ourselves and what the purposes are and the processes that are involved. And so we might grow and abound in the Lord more and more. Stay in a place of usefulness. Stay in a place of fruitfulness with him. Thank you for your response tonight. Father, today is a holy day of the Lord. Remember the day of rest. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy, to keep it separate unto the Lord. Lord, we stand here as your people, Lord, tonight. We sense your presence in the house ministering to us tonight. We're here because we long for your presence. We're here because we long to be used of you. We're here because we long to have godly families and a godly lifestyle. We're here because we want to be pleasing to you in all things. So we wash our garments tonight and we receive the cleansing of the blood of Christ. And we set our heart to spiritual processes, Lord. And Father, that we would guard our lives, that nothing, Lord, would disqualify us. Nothing, Lord, would set us aside from you, Lord, as unusable. We would guard and maintain the purity of our garments and the purity of our life. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Let's close out with one worship song. Dedicate yourself to the Lord.